Hello, folks. Oh, How are you? Uh, our debrief live here from the Airbnb in Newcastle, Indiana. Rob Howard and David Cole. Uh, we are two tired dudes right now. I'm telling you this right now. It's uh, we were announcing at least uh, I was announcing Dave was covering up uh, above the scale house. There's no air conditioning and the windows don't open, so <laughs> it was about 100 degrees, maybe 95, and steamy. No. 100, do you think? It had to get tripled. It was so hot up in there because it was 80 degrees in the car when I left. Okay, and that was what an hour ago. Yeah, it was hot. So I'm tired. We're both super tired. Uh, but uh, again, we thought thought we'd jump on again here. Um, Dave's got the rum and coke. I'm actually going for a glass of vino tonight. I'm changing it up a little bit. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the coverage throughout the day. Uh, comments are open. Make sure you drop something. I'm rocking my. Racing for Vets shirt today. Love the the boys. Dave's doing the card, pure carding. Um, but yeah, where do you go to get one of these? Uh, ecardingnews.com slash store. Heidi Welk, I believe, will be at the track. She'll take care of you. She'll be at the track, the Summer Nationals in Newcastle next weekend. So if you're looking to get stuff, we got more hashtag support carding uh, shirts available as well. But hey, hello, folks. Uh, this is uh, our third, I guess our fourth. Is our fourth one or the third one? Well, we kind of did one Thursday night. Just to kind yeah, of it was a short one. Yeah, it was that's a right. short one. So we're gonna we did it at the track. That's right. Not that's here right. because that's right. it wasn't as hot. <laughs> it wasn't as hot Thursday <laughs> as it was today. It was so hot today up there. My God, I was dying. I think I drank eighteen bottles of water throughout the day. It was crazy. Uh, anyway, let's let's jump into this because uh, obviously uh, some pretty good racing today. We were wondering whether or not we were gonna have any guys sweep and have uh, three wins. Only one driver able to do that. Nathan Stewart hat trick scoring the hat trick, as David would say. Uh, what do you want? You want to just jump right in here, or what do you want to do? Questions, guys. If you have any questions, fire them up here. Post them. Let's go, DC. Get started. Where are we going to start with? Let's start with uh, right in front of you. Let's start with the KA uh, X thirty Master and K one hundred Master, only because it's on top of the, sh the sheets. It is on the top. Um, all, all in all, the uh, we were expecting another battle. Potentially, Scott Roberts getting uh, three wins. He won the first two races. Um, Adam Pettit actually able to take over an early lead. Then uh, a little trouble for Scott Roberts coming through turn number seven and eight. Pound of the curb, I think it's seven through the chain off the machine. He goes off the racetrack. It ends up being a solo cart USA one two. Pettit was really strong though, super quick. Uh, he was able to get away to the win. Um, Sal Sparacio finishing in second spot, so a solo cart one two, and then uh, John Crow uh, finishing in the third position. Uh, the Carapaletti brothers lucky to go home after the first couple of days and told me that they just really weren't making the progress they wanted. Figured they'd go home, press the reset button, regroup. And hopefully come back next weekend. I think we're going to see a couple more drivers on here, and a couple local drivers are going to come out to play as well in the X30 Master Plus. Yeah, again, we talked about it uh, with the uh, the Master category. Maybe the three rounds on the weekend wasn't the the uh, the favorite selection for them. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a lot. It, that that was kind of the one thing we were going into today was attrition. You know, how much attrition would we see? Um, we saw it, especially in the shifter categories, with a, a lot of attrition yeah, there. That's true. Um, but uh, we did in, in this category with uh, you know Roberts losing the chain, and then in the K100 Master category, Nick Tucker leading the way until yeah. a flat tire took him out of uh, out of the race. So um, again, Nick Tucker had the opportunity to, I think, also go for the hat trick. He won the first two races. Hat yep. trick. Yep. So. Uh, so both drivers ended up, um, you know, missing the net. Yeah. And uh, wide. shanking it to the right or left yeah. or top or <laughs> whatever. We're going in the net above. Into the grandstands. Uh, um, so, yeah. 
Yeah, both drivers. So it ended up being a battle between um, Jonathan Silva and Ron Jenkins at the end of that one. And Jenkins had the, the, the lap in the last corner, or last lap rather, turn 15. Silva goes to the inside and the hairpin turn 15, kind of keeps, keeps going deeper into the zone to try to make sure he had it and stop the over-under. Ron came down to try to tie maybe the over-under, at least get around the corner. Contact, Jenkins goes off. Um Actually, I think Silva almost spun as well, but he was able to continue. So Jonathan Silva ends up getting the race win. Yeah, it didn't quite go off the racetrack, but obviously slowed the pace a lot if there would have been another driver uh, lurking behind. He would have went from third to first right away, but uh, uh, Silva, was, Silva was able to escape with victory and uh, and uh, break up the sweep That's it. For, uh, for Tucker. Shout out to a couple of guys here. Uh, Jim Conlon saying he had some buffering problems on his end. Maybe sound like Max Headroom. That's kind of funny. Um, and Gary Cullen, my good buddy up in Canada, says, good evening, guys. Uh, How many people actually remember Max Headroom? That's, you're right. That's a long time. I ago. was a child. <laughs> I was not. You were probably high school. We were in high school. Yeah, yeah. That was funny, actually. Uh, all right, let's go to the X30 junior category. Um, all in all, this particular class, I think uh, David was super fun to watch throughout the throughout the weekend. Uh, a number we had three different winners, right? I think we ended up with three different winners. Three different winners. Yeah, Paul Bacuse won. Um, yes, did Brent Cruz win the first one? No, uh, I believe it was John Burke. That's right. Let me double check. You can that. look that, that. But uh, yeah, so Burke, potentially Burke, then Bocuse won yesterday. Jace Park today. Uh, one of the interesting things I thought about the main event was the fact that Jace got out early. And uh, we haven't really seen this a lot, especially this particular category. Um, Cruz. Cruz. There you go. So Cruz won the first one. Bocuse yesterday. Yeah. Park won. Park won. Oh, that's right. Park won. The win taken away because of the. the blocking, blocking penalty. Blocking penalty. Even though he did the block, it wasn't actually. Done. The guy driver, the driver actually got by. Regardless, Park able to get out front. Uh, you guys probably listened to it on the, on the show. Uh, Park actually kept pulling away, and they started racing behind him really aggressively. They were doing two wide, three wide. Uh, Mateo Rubio, Rubio Luengo was in the fight. Uh, essentially, Park just put down the laps and was able to continue to pull away. Didn't turn the fast lap of the race, but continued to pull away. Well, we were told, again, tire management was big Ooh, that was in big. this category big because they were running the harder Evinco tires. So only two sets of tires for the three races. For the three races. Yes. And they essentially rolled up on the grid, the only driver to roll up on grid with new tires for the main event. They had fresh tires. He, he ran fresh, used that's tires. That's what I was told. Wow. So he had fresh tires. So I, I'm assuming those early couple of laps, it really helped uh, with the, uh, the grip level. Man. And, uh, but as you said, we saw a couple drivers kind of squeak away a little bit um, throughout the weekend, but not as big as Park did. But yeah. behind them, they would not settle down and work together. <laughs> no. So that that was really the major issue because, as you said, he wasn't the quickest card on the racetrack, but he was probably the, probably the most consistent. That's it, and didn't have to fight anybody yeah, once it, he yeah. got up front. Yeah, and they, like you said, they, David said they kept racing hardcore side by side. Uh, side by side through the ski jump corner, side by side into they kept past each other in the cell tower corner as well. Uh, Mateo Rubio Luengo ends up finishing in the second spot. Paul Bocuse in third. So good recovery, for, not recovery, backup for Bocuse after the win. And Bocuse actually spun at the line. That's if you that, recall, that's right. yeah. I, I, yeah. I told, you know, obviously from our vantage point where we were, we couldn't really see like we could see in the Champions Club yeah. where we typically are. This weekend we weren't because obviously we're showered up and we've been sweating all day long today um and so i believe it was three wide and guys were just all just kind of jostling for position and somehow as soon as they got to the line he got 
he got spun around and then almost ran into Ken Johnson. <laughs> oh, did he really? It, I, I think Ken just kind of stood up and saw him come and stop right in front of him. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, Thomas and Anunziata finished in the fourth spot. Uh, the Team Ferris Racing Crew, really good all weekend long. They really had things dialed in. Uh, Alex Stanfield was fast all weekend long, really didn't get what he I think he deserved in terms of pace. He ends up P5. Tatulio was fast. Brent Cruz had the fast lap of the race. He ended up in seventh. Um, there's a number of drivers that, that were further back. On the results, I can't see where he – I want to say Mossman started almost dead last. Frankie Mossman moving his way up to the 10th position, I think. I'd grab that, David, because I, I just want to give Frankie a little shout-out there because I think he was one of the big movers working his way forward. Started 30th, got up to 10th. There you go, essentially dead last all the way up to 10th position. So Frankie Mossman doing a great job working his way forward there. All in all, the junior category, very interesting. Like we said, we had a couple of potential in the Masters class, uh, both um, – Nick Tucker and Scott Roberts with a chance to win all three. They didn't, but three. We had a couple categories with three different winners. We'll get to that in the shifter class too. But three different winners in next three juniors. So, uh, mm -hmm. totally wide open. We go into the uh, the race next weekend. Everybody's already asking about points. We don't have anything calculated. It's not our job. Uh, it's not our <laughs> job. But we will try to do it as we go through um, the next three rounds. We'll see if we're able to keep up with. Uh, because again, we're talking about twelve different categories. Uh, a lot to do. Um, we'll see if we can keep up. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll drop. Uh, yeah, David always. Up, you know, as you guys know, if you if you follow the pro tour and the, in the main event deals, the last year I think the best one last year was the K100 senior. We when were David, just talking about that last we, night in the paddock. David yeah. was going back and forth with uh, all the different permutations. He's running every lap. Per changing, right? It was Persing, Persing, yep. Ramirez, Ramirez, and Osborne. Osborne. Yeah. And but and Dave was of course he's got the spreadsheet, so he's changing where they are on the track and every lap, and we're seeing where they are. And if this guy makes the move here, if he's able to get one more spot, he's going to win the championship. Um, yeah, it was exciting. And again, again, David will try to do fast it. Fast lap because again, oh, the fast lap of the fast race. Fast lap of the race. Ten points. Ten points. Ten points. Was the way that that whole category went was uh, was crazy. Uh, shout out to the boys from. Full gas motorsports. I assume they're probably at. Uh, they, they get B dubs. No, they got. They got 15 minutes before they get kicked out at B dubs. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure they're having a couple of cocktails there for sure. Some wings and beers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is who? Who's this Nathan Stewart guy? <laughs> I don't know. Nathan Stewart. No idea. Uh, all right, we'll get back to that in a second. I, I put the shifter off. We'll do shifters and we'll do X30 senior at the end. Uh, oh. <laughs> Mark Trailer says, "How about Ramirez versus Lemke?" That's well. That's go to, go to Instagram. I'll just say that. <laughs> oh, go to wow, Instagram. there you go. I like it. Okay, um, Micro. I, I didn't know Mark Taylor was an Instagram uh, follower. I, I, I guess he's all over. Maybe he's, he's, he's a, all over the gram. He's a social media he's butterfly. All over the gram. <laughs> Joe Rook Stewart is washed up. <laughs> wow, Dems fighting words. <laughs> I will say says, that Nathan says the 30-year-old. Says the 30-year-old. Yeah, exactly. You have to bring a bunch of bush likes just to make weight. Um, uh, Nathan Stewart pretty fast. Actually, he and Joe Rook we'll, battling we'll it out. G1 and G2 drivers scrapping. Uh, Micro Swift category, again, uh, three different winners as well. Yes. Um, second place, uh, both races, the first two races for Jack Iliff. He ends up winning this this particular race, 43 thousandths of a second at the line. Top three drivers were locked and loaded. Uh, Asher Osteen was in there. Actually, there was a big group for the longest time. Caleb Tarter was up in the fight. I want to say it was eight carts, I think, right? Let's, 
I, it was it a, was eight it at was one a point. Massive group. It was eight carts at one point. Was the lead group? Yes. Sarah Bradley was at the end of that. James Moss was in there. Yeah, Caleb Tarter kept working his way forward. I think he probably deserved a better fate than finishing in fifth because Tarter was unbelievably quick. But it came down to uh, Cameron Weinberg. Actually, is it Cameron yeah. Carson. Carson. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, Carson Weinberg was actually the leader. Uh, the final lap. And of course, as you know, guys, in this particular layout, we're not going to see this when we come back next weekend for the reverse national where it's the it's the right, left, right. We're not going to get the big draft. It's going to be the move into that corner, then the over-unders. Um, Carson Weinberg led coming out of the final corner. Uh, Vivek Camden went to one side. Um, <laughs> Christy, don't do that to me. He's been screwing it up since... Wednesday. I worked so hard though. And she knows it. She's listening and she knows how hard I've been working. She has the most comments on our Mixler feed than anyone, and it's telling you how to say to know to which know which one? child I literally is on the race I'm telling you this right now, literally, when I'm calling the races, either race with the Weinbergs, and I literally look at the live timing every time I call their name. So I know I say it correctly. Now I couldn't quite see because the as you see here, this is kind of bent over, so I wasn't able to see Carson. I apologize. So <laughs> it's like his driving; he has a lot of excuses. I still beat you, David. I still beat you every time. Um, so Carson Weinberg uh, coming out of the corner, of course, spread out, run down to the line. I think we both thought it was going to be Campan Vivek. I, I thought he got he had such a good run. I'm like, this is a done deal. He's got it. I left went to the other side. I think did he not? I, I don't know the actual order they were in, but it was a three wide finish. And from our vantage point, again, we were too far away to really see it, but it just looked like he had that just enough head of steam to be able to get there. But two thousand thousands of a second, second separated yeah. uh, him and Iliff and Iliff getting the victory. Three different winners in the Microsoft category. Jack Iliff with the win, David Canton in second, Carson Weinberg in third. <laughs> no, yes, first this is it. So here's, here's, the, here's what's happening in carding, ladies and gentlemen. Carlos Calderon, a great idea. There's Cher, there's Beyonce, and now there's just Weinberg. Weinberg. That's it. I'm not even. I'm not trying first names. <laughs> it's just Weinberg. It'll be like, oh, great run, Jack Iliff, Vivek Canton, Weinberg, Asher Osteen. That's how I'm doing it. That's it. It works. Where's Marianne? We pause this show for a quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine, and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? From coast to coast, IAMI has become the two-cycle engine of choice for American karting. The air-cooled 60cc Swift engine for micro and mini drivers 
provides the foundation for future lifelong IAMI drivers. The incredible IAMI X30 power plant for junior, senior, masters has provided stability in our sport since 2014, and it remains one of the most dependable packages today. In between is the KA100, perfect for club programs, and it's quickly becoming the most competitive division at the national level. IAMI is the spec two-cycle power plant for the Scusa Winter Series and Pro Tour, as well as the Pro Car Challenge, Los Angeles Karting Championship, KPX Karting Championships, and the International Kart Federation sanctioned programs throughout the western half of the U.S. Based in Temecula, California, IAMI USA West is the official distribution center and provides dealers and customers with fast and friendly service for all your IAMI products. For more information, head to IAMIUSAWest.com. IAMI, the heart of kart. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Most recently, Leading Edge Motorsports and Greg Bell helped guide Danny Formel to victory at both the Rock the Rio and the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 23. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer for IP karting, which includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports is already looking forward to the 2021 season, which begins with the Challenge of the Americas, the premier winter series on the West Coast under the Rock Cup USA banner. Leading Edge Motorsports is also eyeing the Florida Winter Tour and several other programs. Arrive and Drive services to kart preparation and driver coaching are all available under the LEM 10th throughout 2021. Greg Bell has been building racing engines for over 20 years, and he's excited with the continuing growth of his new Mega Power race motor building program. It doesn't matter what color your chassis is, choose Mega Power to get to the front. For more information, click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com and find them on Facebook. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Thank you for listening to the EKN Radio Network. We now join the show already in progress. Where's Alicia? She's asleep on the couch right now. It's, uh, it's been a rough day. <laughs> She's asleep on the couch, which, where we would both be if we possibly could. So, all right. So, bottom line is, Jack Iliff, uh, the reigning champion, um, you should see just the the relaxation, right? Because he's, he's got that other year. He's just so patient, not pushing hard. Two second place finishes and a win today. I'm looking forward to seeing that. You and I love this class because well, micro always, the strategy is always there. The racecraft always, is always there. They don't drive like crazies, I think. And one key kind of element to today with that category is this is the third day of racing for them. I think with the younger categories, you see guys getting more and more comfortable as the weekend goes along. I agree with that. Yep. I guarantee yep. there's some guys who finish Sunday on a typical two-round weekend. Man, I wish I had another day. One more day. Yeah, you're right. Everybody got that today, and I think the micro drivers really kind of took it, took it, took it to their advantage because we hadn't seen a big group like that in Friday or Saturday yeah, yeah, at, sure. the, at the front. Yeah, and and again. Entire management really isn't an issue in 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 micro swift because you know you could you could probably run those tires that's right, that's right. Wrong, but uh, but again it, it's just you know everybody was comfortable you know you get quicker and quicker as the weekend goes along. And I, and I was going to say um, 
you looked at the fast laps. If you look from uh, from James Moss all the way up, so James Moss lays down a 126.5 smoking lap, literally a half a second faster than everybody. But still, yep. 27 is down. But, yep. Yeah, but what I'm saying is then you go 27 flat for Sarah Bradley, 27.1 for Tony Olo, 27.2, 27.2, 27.1, 27.1, 27 flat. Go go under that. I, I mean, even and still into 27. Yes. Yeah. You know, just that lead group is so even. Three to four tenths yeah. among the top 15 yeah. is a great field. I mean, look at our, you know, the X30 senior category. It's it's a similar type True. type of gap. All right. KA100 senior. Um, I don't know what to say about Bryson Morris. Like, you know, we talked about how well he did last year, David, but uh, it just, just seems like he's been a master all weekend long. It's like he, he goes to the front at will. It's home track yeah. so he has a home track advantage just like playing on home ice the, you know when the like Leafs play or uh <laughs> or you know the wings at, at yeah uh, yeah what, what was it oh my gosh joe louis it, yeah it's joe louis joe arena louis, but we're not there anymore at little caesar's so uh <laughs> i know it's weird but <laughs> no I'm kidding we're not able to gardens anymore i don't even know what they call the canadian uh the toronto hockey, hockey arena the boston anymore. garden the gardens the garden all right so bryson but, morris though listen let's be real like uh, unbelievable run for him again he was just kind of playing around with guys moving forward um you know brand here's the brandon left you i think he went to the lead way too early he got super aggressive was making the move forward goes to the lead and i'm like i'm like Brandon, what are you doing? That's not something that Lemke would normally do. Sit on second and make something happen. I just thought he pushed you early. Well, and I in my notes I have this, and we talked about it um, after after the race was done. It was a sixteen round fight. Yeah, you call every lap a round. Yeah, nobody backing down. It was trying to win every lap, and and I think that's what we saw throughout the race because I think at one point we had eight, ten guys in the league at least lead pack sim- somewhat and yeah everybody was gunning for for the number one spot or passing somebody it, it was just shuffle 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 throughout the 16 laps and yeah you 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 pointed that out that that Lemke might have made the move too soon but uh i you know maybe you just want to get out there and get away from it because you don't know what's going to happen i guess you, i guess if you test the water you test the water if you look at the video when you're when you're sitting fifth or sixth you get in schmozzles <laughs> and and a little you know hand gestures here and there and, and, it, sh- and stuff happens flipping each other off out there maybe potentially possibly i i, I don't know anything official instagram for just singer. check the gram check the gram check the gram, check the gram. uh in the end uh, bryson morris with the win uh, just able to outrun Arias Duke Medji and Connor Ferris again had a great run. I talked about uh, uh, the whole team at uh, Team Ferris were very strong. Connor ends up P3. Garrett Adams, I think, led at 1.2. Uh, I think Gary I think everybody was up. I think, <laughs> I think everybody, everybody you're, you're probably right there. Uh, Alejandro Jaramillo was a driver who was kind of out of the out of the fight for a bit, but then the crossleg driver able to work his way back forward. Here's something here for you. Let's just let's let's drop this here right now. Andrew Bedozo says Magic is looking for a K100 driver to complete our domination. There you go. Just throwing that out there. Amory Lida, agree. He was in the fight. 13 drivers within three seconds at the end. That is very true. He finished. Emory was right there. Three seconds. 2.6 back. Emory had a really good run. Congratulations, dude. Well done. Up. Uh, um, I just had it there. Where was it? Yep. Up nine spots. That's solid. 19th to 10th. Good run for sure. And, and again, again, this kind of competition, right? Because this class, as we know, 100cc racing is, is so much fun to watch. No one really can ever really get away. Uh, the draft is so big here. There were times where drivers could potentially pull. Um, but again, the big run out of 15 to the hairpin, the big run back. It literally, someone could, at one point, somebody had like a half a second lead. Whew, right back in. 
And this is one class we didn't really get into tire management. We didn't yeah. hear any anybody giving us any secrets or uh, or tips on, on what happened. So, Emery, if you kind of have an idea of what yeah. – you don't have to tell us what you did, but you can tell us what other people did that you saw. So, Emery, you're there. Let's see some posts here. Uh, who, sa who saved? Did anybody save – Nobody went. Did, because anybody, it did anybody like, go stickers? Did anybody, nobody saved a set of stickers. I don't think in this class they did in the X30 seats. Let's literally class. saved stickers for the finale. So they ran one set. I know, but I was stickers. But was it stickers or did they run? Did they do qualifying on a set and hold that set? Because literally, it's five I was told stickers. You can scuff a set want, of tires. Do you want me to contact my source? Yeah, contact the source. I want yeah. to find out because literally. Uh, literally, you could have scuffed a set of tires. Like, you know how many five laps in qualifying? Scuff a separate heat cycle on them and run them on in the main event on, on the final main event. I just, I think it's awesome. Here you go, Garrett Randolph says Garrett Adams day one was fast. No doubt about that. Garrett was he was he, both he and Logan were very very quick, which I thought he was, was fast all week. Here you go, Emery Lida, Luca was on brand new tires in final three. Yeah, but. You know, yeah, but fast lap of the race. He was. He ends up finishing. I think 14. he was among those drivers that were in the mix. Wow. Did he get a penalty? I think he might have got a penalty. No? Hold on. Again, there's so much racing that we're trying to keep track of right? everything. Emery also says that Garrett had two right. What's that? You mean two fresh? He had two, two, two tires? Oh. Two tires. Hey, you know what? Track predominant predominantly left lefts. Here you go. Hey, look at Emory dropping dropping here. Bryson, so Mockaby, and yeah. Cicero all had new ones in final two. So Mar Mars finished third. He had to have a penalty that we can't. This I find interesting. Gary, uh, Emory, are you saying he had the two right side tires? Fresh fresh right side tires? Because again, the track is predominantly right hand corners. I was told some of the like left hand corners. Some of the micro drivers did only rears. That's really interesting. So yeah, again, it was, you know, you get two sets. So yeah, here you go. Some other drivers. Well, I, we already put that up there. That Bryson, Mockaby, and Cicero had new tires. I remember when, we, when the Scusa Pro Moto Tour started, which just shifted back in 99 to 2000, whatever it was, um, they would do a five-lap qualifying session, three heat races in the main, and you only got six tires. So Mar not, even, not even two sets, six tires. So Mars finished third on track, but received a five-second five penalty, penalty for pushback bumper. Dropped him to 14. So yeah, so the, the job I was yeah okay. Right. So yeah. it's hard to remember this all the stuff yeah. when we're when we're wrapping things up. So yeah, that's a tough one for Luca because he was really good. Solid again. This is we're talking about a rookie senior. This is great stuff. So uh, they had the tire management. They just didn't have the uh, the the front end of it of yeah. the cart. Yeah, oh <laughs> that's right. That's right. Luca getting a little aggressive, or potentially, as we know, could have been a uh, little uh, little break lock. So my source says from the X thirty junior. Jace Park was on sticker tires for the main event. Damn. So he actually went through. Ran one set for three days until the final today. Wow. So, again, tire management it can take you a long way. Well, here's the thing. They and he, again, won the opening day except for yeah. the penalty taking. Well, on the way. fresher tires. Then. But my, so no, on the opening day, he won. What I'm saying is he would have like, been on fresh. Like, yeah, he would have been on new, new tires. Everybody was in the same tires. Everybody was on the same day. tires the first so they, day. The second day was a full set of used tires. Second day, I want to say he was top ten. I really think. I really think this is going to be crucial when it comes to winning a championship. What do you have to do? Like, how do you you know do you hold on to tires to be badass on Sunday for championship Sunday? Here's Emery again, guys. Yeah. Here's some more input. New tires worth about three tenths of a second in the first session, but after uh, three sessions, it evened out. Yeah, that's what I would figure too. But. Um, I like that. It's really interesting. I like it. It, may, it makes for some some oh, interesting 
um, it's concept strategy strategy roll the dice hey you know what um, we need to really especially what if you have four great finishes uh, you had good three good finishes here this weekend you come out of the gate with a great finish in uh, no drops yet in four you roll the dice on used tires all day race five on Saturday to have fresh tires at the end on I, Saturday. I would right of course it gives you the opportunity to do that yeah I like that I mean I would have done that in, in you know but again depending on where you finish kind of leads to what your tire selection is going to be. I agree. But if you have a solid first first round yep. and your second round is solid, you don't have to use that those new That's tires it. on that second day. And, you and, can hold it. And you roll the dice on, like I said, on round five, you roll the dice because you've already got four great finishes knowing you save a set of tires for them. I like it. You got you always. It's like poker. You always got to have a little something, something a little hidden something. away. <laughs> Phil Pignacero says, what's up, boys? I was sad, Peggy. That's awesome. Um, all right, let's go to Mini Swift right now. David, Leading Edge Motorsports, the sponsor, Mini Swift. Um, this lead group was absolutely stellar. Parker DeLong, Caleb DeGaffaro, John Antonino, uh, Mateus Arjuela actually in the fight. He wasn't there in the last first couple of days, but he was definitely right in the middle of the scrap. Uh, Max Garcia was in there as well. We'll talk more, of course, about what, what's going to happen coming forward. Every driver in that top five led at one point. To be honest, yeah. throughout the main event. So here's another penalty here as well. I remember Sebastian Weldon because I think they finished mm -hmm. sixth and seventh on the racetrack. So let's take, yeah, there's got to be something with Weldon. 194 incident responsibility with 140 and T1. All right, so we got to get 10 second penalty because uh, of Weldon. Shipman, Cooper Shipman. They were oh, running oh, with Cooper right. Shipman, and all of a sudden, a lap later, their Shipman was gone. So uh, that uh, would that would uh, explain that. Before we jump into this, uh, Pignatero again saying for sure new tires for Jace Park. Uh, in the final, but here's the here's the kicker right here, and then it rains. Kate, Chuck Cavera, it, it's listen, literally, folks. I, I know this every is, single day. I, I hope this doesn't happen. This is Newcastle for the next week. Rain, 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 rain. Let's hope that goes away. Although I'll tell you this right now, I, listen, I know that nobody likes racing. Nobody, it's not a lot of fun racing in the rain. But what I really dig. It's, let's just, let's see who's going to be fun in the ring. Who's good good in the ring? That's great for a national championship, I think. Right? It's like it, it's like throwing wrenches when you're playing dodgeball. Yeah, right? <laughs> you just got to go with it. But hold figure on. out who's going to be yeah. I, I'm staying. I I'm staying home. So yeah, we may not have the EKN uh, styled garage here if Heidi's going to stay home. Uh, and again, as, as Emery Lyon said, reverse national. She could just sell everything out of the van like it's candy. <laughs> Free candy. Free candy. Anybody want some candy? Here's what <laughs> Heidi, here's what we need to do. We need ecardingus.com rain jackets. Let's get some of them printed up Love real quick. That. Like, or umbrellas. We need an EK umbrella. Umbrella would be good. I think well, I would buy an umbrella. I'll go with a jacket first right. because I'm in the rain, you're not. <sighs> That's true. That's true. I'll be dry. I'll be super dry the entire time. I'll be warm. Yeah, I'll be warm. <laughs> Swelteringly hot. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, all right, let's just go to, mi to Mini Swift. Uh, <laughs> creeping me out right now. Totally creeping me out. Um, again, in, in the end, back and forth, back and forth. Parker DeLong was up front. Uh, I think every, almost every, That's what I said. Everybody. Far but, no, Kefari did not leave. Okay. No, he, he, held on, he held on to the back of the pack. He did, there's no way he was holding. He was literally fifth Mateus and sixth. Led, Garcia led, yep. Antonino led, yep. DeLong led. 
they all four of those yeah, drivers. All led. those guys led for sure. In the end, uh, Parker Long moved his way, made a move. I think to the inside of thirteen, right? He used, moved, made the move inside of thirteen. There's a lot of there, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of shuffling, as I said. We yeah. said all four of those drivers yeah. led. Yeah. Long was leading. White flag, defensive line, defensive line, defensive line. They get to the I seventy corner. And boom, everybody <laughs> drives right by him. He literally got driven right by. Everybody, everybody was by. pushing each other yeah. aside from him. He was kind of like, hey, I'm over here. I'm over here. Somebody, yeah. but you're the point, somebody pushed me. You're the point leader to the back of the bus. And, and you talked about that. To the back of the bus. And you had talked about that during the race because you yeah. said Garcia was kind of helping DeLon out a little yeah. bit. And you're like, no, you got to go. Why would you do points. that? That's right. Don't get it. If you know you're going to be able to pass him on the last lap, it kind of helps. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. get away. So uh, Max Garcia with the win by 65 thousandths of a second. Mateus Orjuela, as I said, coming into the fight as well this particular day. Uh, P2, John Antonino, again, uh, P3, three, three podiums, podiums. Three podiums for John. Yeah, really impressive on the race factory machine. Um, Caleb, I think Garcia was three podiums. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you want to look at all that, but Caleb Guerrero was able to hold on. He ends up P4. He goes by Parker DeLong as well. The Weldons were sixth and seventh, as I said, but a big penalty. Three, yeah. Mark, so Max and Antonino have three podiums. Three podiums. So, man, that's – Each uh, with a win. Yep. And each with three podiums. So those uh, those guys have essentially probably put themselves in the championship lead, and then you got DeLong probably sitting there in third. Yep. And then it's kind of a mix of yeah, three different winners, three different winners, right? Yeah. DeLong, so those three Antonino, are going to be Garcia. the top three yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, but you know, with three podiums, that certainly helps you compared to two to what DeLong has. Okay, here's this for you, Davis. Does DC or Scusa have points uh, already? Where? Already talking. We're not doing it, Carlos. We're not. We David will do his deal at the end to make sure we know, kind of figure out who the championships uh, are on Sunday. That's up to Scusa to get their uh, get their points put together. So we'll uh, hopefully see some points midway through the week on that one. Otherwise, uh, yeah, this is good. this 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 mini swift category is going to be fantastic. What do you want? We pause this show for a quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. We're also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and IAMI, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat, so call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. In 2020, we'll be racing and providing arrive and drive programs for the full Superkarts USA Pro Tour and the Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge, the WK's Car Week in Daytona, and exciting events like the USAC Battle at the Brickyard and the Rock Island Grand Prix. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 
888-888-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. All over the carding world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpreet chassis and the new for 2020 in the U.S., the Red Speed and the EOS, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and the Scusa Winter Series and the Pro Kart Challenge, and the United States Pro Kart Series and the WK Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line or to find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK directly. Experience and passion. That's what led to the launch of AMAX Racing. Owner Charles Maxwell began AMAX Racing in 2015, expanding the operation in 2019 with a focus on driver development for drivers of all age groups and backgrounds. From top level drivers to grassroots racers or families looking for a team that will help them achieve their goals, AMAX Racing can guide you with the absolute best trackside service at affordable prices. No matter the chassis, AMAX Racing welcomes you and has the experience to put you on the top of the podium. You can join the AMAX Racing family at the WK Manufacturers Cup Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and local events around the Indianapolis area. The operation is also set to compete at the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals later this season. For more information, contact them at 317-437-5886 or find them on Facebook. AMAX Racing, all of your karting needs under 110. Thank you for listening to the EKN Radio Network. We now join the show already in progress. Braden Zervis? Let's give him a Oh, I, I, I tried to go over to see if they were there because we talked to Braden uh, yesterday. Uh, a great run for him, able to go into the top 10, uh, worked his way forward. Uh, we had played little bags with the guys, a little cornhole with uh, the Zervis family uh, last night. And uh, good to see Braden come in here. And, and I want to say, where did the end? Where was he in the prefinal? Uh, I just looked, yeah, so 12. 12. So, but so, he qualified top 10, yeah, because he didn't spin, and that was that's it. That's what we talked about, that's what we talked about, right? And uh, so he was qualified in the top 10, slipped a little bit in the pre final, but uh, you know, top 10 for top 10 in his you know, again, rookie, yeah, mini swift yeah, driver, which I thought so was fantastic. I think he was probably one of the top rookies, uh, Antonino. I yeah, well, I don't yeah. think I think he's a pro tour rookie, but I think he ran mini last year, Antonino. Yeah, Antonino. well, his dad's right on here right now. Let's uh, give us an update, guys. Is this uh, is this John's? Is he did he run mini last year? Is this his first year mini? mini last year? Here you go. We'll get an so, update there. And again, to beat drivers like Ben Mir and, and yeah. Weldon and yeah. Con- well, Conrad is another rookie. Yeah. So he he had a great drive. Yeah, uh, he, he was a hard last, didn't he? Twenty yeah, he 22, moved up 22 spots. spots Twenty two spots. So. 
Spencer Conrad up 22 positions. He was a hard charger. He ended up finishing eight. So he started 40th and he finishes 18th. So Brinkman, Brinkman was actually. Oh, I meant, and I mentioned that. 30, 38th to 8th. So 30 carts. 30 carts. laps. So that's two. Now, did we not, did I not mention this last night that I, that I thought Brinkman was going to be a guy to watch up front? And, I think I'm pretty well, sure. Well, he, a, obviously, he was trouble until he had pre final trouble today. But right, shout out to Cameron Brinkman. So, yeah, true. All right. So second year. Second year for John Anthony. But I think it's his first pro tour okay. event. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't remember him on the pro tour last year. So yeah, he's a good shoot. Like I said, I had first had a chance to, uh, to interview John after he won at, um, in the micro class at the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix. That was a fun interview. Um, fantastic. Emery Lott is saying, yeah, 38 to eight for Brinkman. It's kind of like me at the Brickyard where I went 60th to 34th. Really fantastic, Dave. Good for you. I do not wreck. You might have been able to beat me there, but you didn't, which is awesome. Uh, let's go to KA one. Let's go to KA one hundred junior. Um, I, I tell you, uh, you look at some of the, the the best juniors in the country right now, and you got to put John Burke, Carson Morgan, Brent Cruz all in that group. Mateo Rubio, Loengo. Yeah, but like the top three guys, they, they finished. Those guys. Um, Mateo's a fantastic driver. Aiden, obviously new to the pro, new to the pro tour. I don't know if Aiden ran last year in the pro tour. No, this yeah. pro, pro tour. Two poles, two pole positions in the weekend. I think he was pole twice, right? Yeah, and uh, coming off Route 66 victories, I think victories or podiums, one or the other. Um, North Carolina driver, so obviously has you know been comfortable racing with Cruz, racing with Weston Workman, all those. Another Weinberg, guy, another guy, just Weinberg, just Weinberg, just Weinberg, just Weinberg, yeah. Um, you know, so getting, getting used to that. Um, so, you know, Levy's been, been impressive over the last month, you know, with, with, uh, racing you route USPKS mm -hmm. and, and now here. So I'll give a shout out to Western workman as well. He ends up finishing P six, but Weston was a, was a, was a badass out there working strong. Well, and, and here's, hold on, quick, quick, he, who's this he guy came from the back, Jim Zilich. He's in Europe probably watching. So what, so. what, well, I don't know if he's, He's in Europe. I know Connor's Connor, over Connor, there. Connor Flipper is over there. I don't know the gym's in there. Otherwise, it'd be 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, but, um, <clears throat> oh, it was the pre-final that Workman came up. Yeah. So, he, I think he got bounced in tech for qualifying, put him at the back, so drove up to ninth in the pre-final, was able to kind of get close to the top five, just not enough. So John Burke getting the race win. It just seemed to me that throughout the entire um, the entire weekend, it seemed like John probably more more confident than I think I've ever seen. He just, just was he he had he put down the laps because in the end it was kind of him or Carson Morgan yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um, they kind of broke away from the rest of the field. But well, remember Carson was right with him the whole time. Was but Burke laid down those last couple of laps Great. to be able to pull out to a lead. I mean, yeah. one second advantage. Yeah. Probably, I think he pulled it in the last two laps. So essentially yeah. half a second each lap. And it was, and it was out, out of 50, really rolling the speed out of 50. Scoreboard and I-70 was where he yeah. was pulling a lot. I think, I think Morgan would kind of close up a little bit in, in the, uh, the super mile section. And, uh, and, but Burke was able to pull away and, and kind of the tighter stuff. So maybe, Maybe a difference in gearing between the two, but Burke was, uh, you know, he that, put it, he put it put it down when he needed to. And that's two wins for Burke, right? Two wins for Burke. Um, Carson came over at the, at the end of the day because he actually didn't hear that we were doing the podium. I think he, and he was because I think we did them first, and so he's running up afterwards to get it. And he goes, "Man, you know, I'm second again." I'm like, "Go, Carson, don't worry, keep digging." We we watched Carson be uh, one of the top kids coming up through the ranks. 
And he's got a couple of yeah, good years. So in Birch won round one. Yep. And then uh, in round three. So there two wins. Two wins for John Burke. Confidence and momentum. Can't talk about it enough. Confidence and momentum. I think he's going to be really strong. Again, all but the thing is all bets are off because reverse national, I would love to see it in the dry, but I have a sneaking feeling we may end up with wet. And uh, but I, I still I'm still a big fan of the wet. I like it. I like it. All right, Dave. Let's go. Um <laughs> let's go. Let's go shifter. I was leaving it alone. Super easy. Uh, we'll just blast through the, the G1 and G2. Uh, Nobody four, cares about four drivers, four drivers in G1. Uh, Joe Rook ends up getting the race win. Uh, Scott Barnes had some trouble early, right? What? Uh, yeah, had um, something in the carburetor in the prefine. In the prefine. Got, got the whole shot on on, on Joe, yeah. but uh, something in the car, the butterfly, I think. It didn't finish, or, right? Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. Broke or yeah. something. So um, wasn't able to uh, to finish, thus had to come through a little bit of the, of the master's driver's. Just, uh, but didn't have the pace to uh, to keep up with Joe during the main event. Joe could have had a hat trick had he ate a couple burgers and drank a couple bush bush lights. lights. Uh, yeah, came up late in one of the races in the first race. Actually, Sketchy right. Barnes ended up getting the race win there. <clears throat> had a bunch of tacos on Saturday night, so he was good to go. Uh, Anthony Stiffler coming home in third. Uh, G two got to give it up for Nathan Stewart, man. To be honest, uh, this guy is a badass. Um, you look at lap times; he was really his fast lap. Would have been second quickest in G1, too. We're talking 45 years and older versus 30 years of age and older. And really, at one point, uh, throughout the weekend, pounds? 15, 15 pound difference from G1 and G2. Because of the KZ yeah. versus. Oh, S that's right. Because of the 175. Because Rook's on a KZ. That's yes. right. And to be honest, Nathan was battling it out with Joe. Uh, so G1 and G2 winners kind of fighting it out. It's fun to watch. I, I totally agree. Yeah. And they were, and not only that, they had the S2 guys in there and I talk, some of the back. I talked to Nathan, and he's and, and he's like, well, listen, they, they started at the same time. We're talking to the guys. Like, can't we start separate? Because by the time they get going, they're already into the end of the Pro 2. They're, they're, they're battling Pro 2 drivers. They're battling some of the Pro shifter drivers as mm -hmm. well in there fighting with those guys. I think they would like to have maybe a 15 or 20-second gap. Scusa starting them all at once, rolling. They give a little gap of a couple of, couple of, of rows, right? Okay, so I think they should split it, but I personally, I they would like to split it so it'd be a clean race. I personally like seeing them battle it with the senior drivers. I know that's not what they want, but man, it's good to see them battle it with the pro and pro twos. You're here to race the people that you're supposed to race that's with. That's true. Yep. You know, it's not like KA juniors racing KA senior. Yep, it'd be it's the same type of scenario. True. Shout out to Joe Rook saying respect to Nathan though he's a beast, no doubt about it. Uh, Phil Pignatero, can you say magic? We're not uh, yeah, here yet. Yeah, I can say magic. It's a word, Phil. So of course we can. Uh, all right, uh, let's go to Pro Two. Um, this is the. Uh, I didn't see it. You said that Jordan Musser. Had a I talked to Jordan. Wild ride. I didn't zone. see it. Okay. Because it happened on the opening lap uh, again. He had issues in the pre-final. Had to avoid hitting uh, a driver. Jumped over the ski jump and just went straight off. Okay. Yep. And then kind of bent some things mm -hmm. and. And so he didn't fit start uh, finish the pre-final. So he started in the back of the Pro 2, Pro 1 group and was making his way around a guy at the scoreboard corner, gave him a little bit of room on the uh, on the dragon teeth there on the mm -hmm. rumble strips. And the guy just literally came over to the right and took his left rear out, sent him sideways at 60 miles an hour as they started pulling out and said he just did a couple hops, hops, hops. It could have been. And, uh, have yeah, yeah, was was expecting to go over and luckily didn't, but uh, ended his race right there. In the end, it was a pretty good battle up front. Um, we had a good fight for second spot. Uh, Josh Pearson, 
uh, just 14 years of age last year, X30 junior uh, number three, right? National number three, his first ever pro tour win. Uh, he gets it in this, in this weekend here in the pro two category of Rawls and performance group. He was literally punching above the weight class. Cause I want to say what, did he finish ahead of race Liberante? I think he was ahead. Of, he was ahead. I think he was ahead of Liberante on the racetrack. Look for total time. He was fifth overall. Fifth overall in pro in pro two. Am amazing run for Josh. And uh, super fast. Again, probably had the fifth fastest lap yeah. in the race. Yeah, a thirteen flat. Uh, so really impressive there. Baylor Griffin and, and it, the fight was awesome. Oh, cool. Baylor Griffin and Anthony Freeze. Griffin's again another DNF in the pre final because yeah. he and uh, Salas got together. That's right. In the pre-final. Yeah. So they started in the back. So Griffin had to work his way forward mm -hmm. throughout the race, thus allowing Pearson to kind of cruise control. Opening lap, opening lap, Andy Rule was actually – Was leading. Was leading. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. At one point. Yeah. But, uh, I, thought she, I thought she was going to pass yeah. – uh, she might pass Race Liberante there. That would have been fun to watch. It would have been. She was putting the pressure on. But it's hard to go these the, the whole lap. 16 laps, tough on this particular racetrack. Baylor Griffin does end up getting into second spot. Anthony Freese uh, was third. Gavin Bailiff uh, – was right there as well. He was fighting with Freeze at one point, but fell back about a couple seconds late in the run. Uh, otherwise, that's Pro Two. Josh Pearson, congrats! Big, uh, big race win for him. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the Magic now because uh, Magic Kart USA. What a, what a, uh, what a, a weekend! All three drivers getting a race win. Pedoza wins race one. Vandersteer wins race two. AJ Myers wins race three. Doesn't drive seven hours home. He's still probably driving home right now to get home for uh, to go to work in the in the morning. Um, Rory Vanderster, though, fast lap of the race. So th that bonus points there. I think Rory might be the point leader coming out of the weekend. Yeah, AJ had the issue with Formal yep. in one of the main events. Sixth um, place, I think, or something like Bidozo that. Dozo had his issue today yep. with a broken um, shifter lever. Yeah, the um, mount, the top so, mount. So, right? you, yeah. you know, a 10th place finish for him. So, I think Rory's kind of kept things clean. Formal still finished that race, yeah. though. So, um, a couple podiums for him. Um Jake French had an issue. So if he wouldn't have had the issue today, he might be yeah. been able to be up towards the top of the point. Jake had an so, issue with the actual um the, I mean the actual spline out of the engine for the gearbox. I uh, mean, even Wick back. Wick had issues in one of the mains. Liberante was a DNF yesterday. Yeah, so I mean uh, attrition is major factor in the uh, in the pro shifter and pro shifter two categories. Here's here's Bedozo giving a little Andy Rule of love here, right? Andy Rule showing the, the men girls can handle a shifter. I get it. I, I get you I, I talk about it, and I've said this before, and we'll talk about it a little bit in the senior category. I look back at the 20 years I've been doing this, and I think of the five girls probably five girls that have really, really, really impressed me over the years. Um, obviously, Hannah Greenmeyer being one of them, Asher O'Hara the other, Sabre Cook, of course, and a shifter card as well. you got to go back to Danica in the, in the late 90s. She won a lot of races in the WK Manufacturers Cup. When you're talking about shifter racing, probably the best girl I've ever seen in a shifter cart was Juliana Chiovini. That She could handle it. She hustled that car around in the, in the S2. She never went to the S1 class, S2, and then kind of moved to, to try to go to cars. But uh, Andy Rule doing a great job. And, uh, and and she had a good punch. Yes, she did. <laughs> Fantastic right hook. Um, Andy's going to I'm gets sure done. everybody's – no, no. I'm sure everybody's telling Andy this. She's got, she's got to work out. The bottom line is she's got to get herself dialed in. She's got to get strong because these are tough carts to drive for sure. Um, yeah, look at Mark Trailer, Thomas Buckley. They all know what Juliana Chiovini. She was an absolute badass. 
won a lot of races. Her dad, of course, was the Borel importer uh, in uh, in Canada for many many years, and uh, Juliana was a top driver on the on the Pro Tour. A win, I think she. I want to say she won at the streets of in Barrie in the Barry Grand Prix. I think she scored the S2 win. So Nobody knows Canadian street races. Everybody knows the Barry Grand Prix if you've been around. I think she won. A, I if think, you've been around. I think she might have won at Marshalltown as well, I think, in, in, that, in, in the S2 class. Oh, so, in the Pro Tour. Yeah. Well, Carlos Calderon is the, the, the Dutch Intrepid driver. Yeah, but she's not American. That's Bitsky Visser. She yeah. was uh, – Visser's unbelievably fast as well. She was strong. It's like saying Catherine Legg. Right. I don't. I don't remember. Remember Catherine doing it in the carding that she did. I'm just saying. Catherine, she's not. Yeah. She's not yeah. U.S. I'm talking about uh, North American drivers for sure. Yeah, Bitsky Visser, as I yeah. said, who is now a run. She was running in the W Series as well. But anyways, she is. Yes, obviously, Saber Cook uh, was a race winner as well. Uh, tremendous driver in the S2 class as well. Uh, all right. So there you go. AJ Myers with the win. Rory Vandersher second. Danny Formal third. Formal really working hard. He was surrounded by magic cards there at the start in third uh, for Bedozo, b- before Bedozo had his issue. Uh, nonetheless, though, AJ Myers getting the race win. For Rory Vandersher, though, fast driver on the track. I, I think that's really going to be really good. This next, the next three rounds are going to be, especially insane. if it's in the rain. And Formal is all about it. Formal wants it. Formal would he come would out there. The he would come out with a hose and soak the track to be able to race. If it rains, do you think that Josh Lane shows up? Wild thing is not. <laughs> but he's so good in the rain, man. He's fun to watch in the he, rain. He's he's a he's a rainmeister, but um, I don't know what he's doing actually. I don't know why he's not. He's probably working. Probably working. So yeah. that would have that would explain. He ro- he rolled into Brickyard this without, Friday without practice yeah. and beat beat people. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap things up here right now with the X30 senior class. Um, we pause this show for a quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and safety gear to get you on the track. ShopAKRA.com offers a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors in the sport, to ensure that all the latest equipment is available to you, the consumer. With customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Also, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials, clearance items, and new products. Feel like you're racing alongside the many legends that have called CRG home. With direct factory support, the CRG Nordam operation is the North American distributor for all CRG products related to karting and is based just outside Houston, Texas. The complete racing chassis line, including the famous Road Rebel shifter cart, is available through CRG Nordam. The growing FS4 Briggs & Stratton focused chassis is expanding worldwide, including right here in North America. Many tracks, indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the Centurion rental cart line through CRG. New for the 2020 season is the Mini Hero for cadet racing, homologated for FIA competitions around the world. Head over to kartcrg.com or find them on all social media networks. 
At Solo Kart USA, designing and manufacturing the most driver-friendly carts has been our goal from the very beginning. Design, build, test, and then race over and over and over until it's perfect. The result is a cart that gives you complete confidence, knowing that the equipment can get the job done and you can focus on what separates every field in karting, driver talent. How do you know how to tune your team's chassis if you're not driving it yourself? At Solo Kart USA, we drive our own carts and we race regularly. Solo Kart is our program and we race what we sell. Every lap we turn at tracks all over the country provides information and feedback that we use in further developing our chassis. After four years of dedicated testing and competition, our Solo Kart USA program is exactly where we want it. It's ready for you. Louis Westover put our Solo Kart SK2 on the X30 Senior Podium at the opening round of the Supercarts USA Winter Series in January, topping 50 other drivers. And our own Adam Pettit followed suit with a second-place finish in X30 Master. Check out www.solocartusa.com to learn more and break away from the pack. Thank you for listening to the EKN Radio Network. We now join the show already in progress. You know what? Anytime you have a senior class like this, we, we, we've got so many of the drivers that we've watched come up through the junior category, David, who are you know moving themselves up and running top 10, right? Um, opening couple of laps are a little bit aggressive. We had a big wreck at the very start in turn one. Uh, Thomas Navo coming from, I believe, uh, like moved to the big right, to the right. Uh, actually, I believe he got a penalty for the move. It ends up catching out Duke Medjian. Duke Medjian gets up in the air, comes down, I think, on top of Braden Eves. So Eves was out in the opening lap. Duke Medjian. Uh, and and Jarzakrak, who's behind both of them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, it was kind of a cluster with a K mm-hmm. uh, in the opening corner, which it shouldn't be an X30 senior, but it happened to be and allowed a few drivers to kind of break away from the field because everybody was in, in a little mix up there. So in the end, it turned out to be a three driver breakaway. Ryan Norberg finds his way to the front. The first time he's actually been at the front of the pack throughout this entire weekend. Again, Ryan Norberg, as we know, right. I think it was the first time he led all weekend. All weekend. That's what I'm saying. All, yeah. All weekend in the final four time consecutive supercar USA national champion, trying to go five championships very consistent. It looked to me like he was almost lining up for a win, but leading in that last lap, I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You, you know better than that. I just think he figured he, he was going to be able to make it happen. He led his teammate behind him, Bryson Morris. They were, at the very end, pulling a little bit from, from Luca Mars. There were times where there was like four, five, six cart lengths, but then Luke would use the draft to get back up. And yeah. I, I thought that they had enough. When they came out of 15 out of the scoreboard corner in the final circuit, I was sure that they were had enough. It was going to be RPG, sideways, you know, two by two across the line, but a good run through the hairpin I-70 for Luca, and he got the full draft of both those guys. Morris ends up getting the win, and, and Luca pushed him past Norberg. Uh, the gap between Mars and Norberg was 68 thousandths of a second, so Ryan goes from Morris to Norberg, so three drivers within 68 thousandths. Oh, that's right. Yeah, actually, no, so only nine thousandths of a second between Mars and Norberg. Yeah, it was a, it, yeah. that was a close finish, but but Morris certainly had the uh, the advantage at the line and scored his fourth victory on the weekend. So uh, two in X30 yeah. senior. He had two wins today, KA senior, yeah. X30 senior. So uh, two wins in each category. How's it, how good is it to see Ashley Rahara up here again? 
we've we over the years we've had a lot of fun watching Ashley uh, do what she did, winning races that she did. Obviously, one of the finest female racers we've ever had in the sport. Uh, but she comes back with her dad working out of the pickup truck, Jim wrenching on the card again, and she ends up P4. Her and uh, Philip Arscott were locked and loaded. She yeah. finally was able to get by Arscott. Uh, um, almost had a chance to win the pre-final. No, that was it. I, I thought know, that was yesterday. I know. How much had a chance to win a, a yes, pre-final? A pre-final yesterday. A pre-final. I, and I asked her, I said, does that make up for yesterday, you know, finishing fourth? She's like, and she she pulled in one lap early. She smiled about it. She so, pulled in you know, one lap early. And I think that's the thing, you know, they're having fun. They're having, they always did. It seemed like they always did. I just well, but when you're at that level, I mean, you look at guys like Norberg, Jars of Crack, like, yeah, they're kind of having fun, but they, they it's serious. You know, when you yeah. talk to them right after a race. Just, <laughs> that's right. That's true. Needless to say, uh, Ashley was super quick. She was able to get by Arscott in the final lap. They were they were running uh, fourth and fifth, trying to reel in that lead group. The lead group was working together too nicely. Uh, Ashley ends up finishing fourth. Philip Arscott uh, on the WPK, the Will Power Car, in fifth. Uh, Hannah Greenmeyer, uh, strong all day long. She ends up finishing the sixth position. It, yeah, she didn't get by. She, she moved her way up into sixth. Tresini in seventh. Ports in eighth. Tyner ninth. And Cole Morgan rounding out the top ten. Uh, good penalty, as we said for for Thomas Naveau. Otherwise, uh, all in all, uh, Bryson Morris really flexing the muscles. I think. Yeah, probably he's going to be leading both championships yeah. going into into next. And week. he's a rookie senior, right? Rookie senior, what? but again, that home home field advantage. I, I, you know, everybody, you know, it it might not be a lot of, a big deal at other tracks, but I think here you just kind of understand the way the track changes because we know that the Newcastle Motorsports Park, it changes as the day goes on and, and having that little bit of advantage kind of helps. And and again, confidence. Yeah. You watch him on the racetrack. He's not making bad moves. He's making confident moves. I would totally agree with that. And with, uh, with, I almost want to say the confidence and there's this level of patience and like just he's just relaxed he's just he's not even he, i don't think i saw I, think was, I don't think i saw him force a pass he was happy to let norbert lead i would in think. those laps yeah. because he's like sure i'll wait <laughs> you're good so I, 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 I hear you're good but that's what's going to change next week as you talk about we're going to have rain so that's going to change things and just the, the way the track's laid out it's none of this i'm going to sit back and draft by somebody at the start finish line no, it's going to start getting gonna have to pass yeah. somebody for yes. the win. So All we're right. not again, like again, we're not doing the full super mile. We're doing reverse national. So it is right, left, right, coming back to start finish. Yeah, I know you like that. just yeah. okay. Think about it. When we used to come here, when the track first opened up, yes. and the original start finish and we, line was around the it corner. was a draft to the last corner. Yep. And you still had to get through, and there were so many of those over-unders, oh, totally. guys going off in the grass yeah. to try. I mean, the, and you know, yeah. I know you weren't here for a robo-pong, but guys yeah. just Billy Lewis going through the fence where everybody on the grid there to, to get through the, the, the finish line to finish first. It was just, you know, that's, that's what we want to see. We want to see crazy finishes. Okay, here's two questions. Let's wrap it up with this, and I totally, totally agree. Phil Pignataro says, these tires didn't change the track much this year. Very interesting, and that's something we talked to a lot of drivers about uh, when we were kind of wrapping th things up through the day, and Mark Trailer, perfect question to follow it up. Is the track rubbering in now with new tires? Really, David? No. not People are telling us no. Not that everybody is used to when you are talking about MG slash Evinco tires. Yeah. Not there's not that rubber buildup that you're gonna get 
um, when you go out and do your track walk. It's like we talked dry about, slick. It's, it's like, glossed over. Yeah, it, it, it's glossed over. It's yeah. it all the tires are marbling. You know, it's kind of like a dust. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're it's it's wild. It's like a pixie dust. And everybody right. talking about how how super stiff the uh, sidewalls are, and they're just trying to get a feel. For, they're just really trying to get a feel for it. it. Just it's not something they've ever expected before. They've ever had before with it with the uh, Vinco tires slash MG tires. Yeah, it's something that uh, everybody has to get used to. It's a brand new tire. Yeah. Nobody has, not every, I'm going to get that spider say, right there. Hanging there. <laughs> uh, not a, every, nobody has tons of time on these tires. So it's, yeah. it's a learning experience. It's different from cold weather to warm weather and, and, the, and the different tracks that you go to. Done. Uh, anybody got any other yes, questions? You're not, you're not walking out of your shoes. Perfect. No. Yeah. You're not walking out of your shoes. And we've no, seen that I, before. There's no I'm grip. walking across yeah. the racetrack and there's like a little bit of a grip, but not much. Yeah. And that really, think about it. everybody who's been here before. You come into Newcastle with, here's my, here's my, here are my notes. Here's what we've done before, right? This is what we've done. And uh, we're going to do this. The track's going to be like this after the first day. Here's what we're going to do. We got to loosen this thing up. We got to free it up a little bit because I'm bound up. That's it's a totally it's a totally different approach to one of the X thirty drivers yeah. that was running up front said we just threw the kitchen sink at it today on the final just to see uh, what it would do so uh, again you know guys are, are still learning what exactly exactly what the track's going to do and then and then everything they learned this weekend out the window put some rain tires on let's see who's good in the rain but it's Indiana you never know. Because you know, yeah. But hold on, but hold on. Hold on. We were at the speedway last last weekend, yep. and it did yep. rain, but barely. Yeah, and they got hammered with a bunch of rain down here. In That's Newcastle. true. So you never quite. Here's here's, here's here's the eighty percent chance of rain on Saturday. Was it not when we were at? Well, we were Indy. Yeah, you're right. And it and it didn't rain yeah. until the end of That's the day. True. Now here's the one thing, because I know the mechanics, they're gonna want it to just do something. Either That's, rain, or, either rain or don't rain. Back and forth, changing this, changing that. Oh my God, it's not. It's drying up. We got. We want to watch it, but they don't want to. Yeah, do it. I, I'd love to see it go back and I forth like that. But I feel so bad for those guys when they are thrashing like that. My God, back and forth. It's tough. Uh, all right, folks. If you have any other questions right now, um, we will. Uh, we'd be happy to answer them based on what we think we know or what we don't know. We can find out for you later on. Otherwise, um, we're still. We've obviously done these nightly debriefs, so we're not going to do a regular debrief podcast. What I'd like to do potentially on Tuesday is get a couple of winners to talk, get them on the show. Uh, Dave's, of course, going to be working his tail off throughout the next couple of days. It could be just me. It could be David and I. But we're going to get a couple of winners for kind of a debrief uh, interview instead of just, just doing a full debrief. Um, so if you have any questions, we can, we can bring those up there as well. If you have any questions right now, throw them up. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed this this show. We are uh, ready to wrap up. It is ten thirty. Yeah, almost gone an hour. I know. I know. Fifty six minutes. <laughs> Lots to talk about. Um, but again, Pro Tour in ten days, <laughs> right? It's like Cole's notes, jamming everything together. Uh, winter Nats, nope. Spring Nats, nope. All the summer Nats, summer, six races. Summer Fest. The Summer Festival of Speed, or Summer Fest, as you call yeah. it. You think you're a trendsetter? That's the problem, right? You think you're like a I'm trying. Guy. I'm trying you're to a, hashtag. Do you think you're an influencer, Dave? No. I don't think you're. An I know I'm not. <laughs> I try to be through the world. Oh, hold on. I, this this works for me. Oh yeah. Cocktails at my camper tomorrow. That works for me for sure. Or oh, tomorrow? No, I'm gonna be working here all day tomorrow. Dave's driving home tomorrow. Um, 
Rob Ocasio, favorite race of the weekend from both Rob and David. What was your favorite race? Man, it's a lot of good races. A lot of good races. I I I really like the senior race today because I I just I didn't know how it was going to happen to see Norberg finally get up front and knowing what Norberg can do. Right? It's like okay, what's uh, what's what's Ryan? How's Ryan going to handle this? Can Bryson find a way by still? And he did. Like he That's still good. was right. Yeah, it was good. He was still able to make the move, which I thought was good. I, the micro impressed me today because there was almost eight guys That's up true. front. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to think about what happened Saturday and Friday because we've already kind of washed that away. Um, so for today, I would say the micro race because I enjoyed seeing and they race clean. Yep. You know, race good. They're, they're not flipping each other's signals like we see in <laughs> other categories. Here's but, one for you. But again, the K100, it was a boxing match. I love K100. You know, that was yep. great. You know, we yep. love. Yeah. 100cc racing in here in the United States. Here's a question we probably shouldn't touch, but we will anyway. Sounded like there were some complaints about the new officiating. Is that smoothing out? I would say this right now. It's a brand new officiating crew uh, to a certain extent. John Maskey was here last year uh, with Neil Strickland and everybody else. They brought Bo Barfield in, and Bo Barfield is the race director for uh, IMSA as well. I've known uh, Bo for 20 years probably. He was the USF 2000 race director at one point. Back in the day. So, yeah, he was the USF 2000 race director at one point too. So this guy's been around a lot. And Bo Barfield was a driver himself. He raced USF 2000 uh, himself. This guy was a, so he's, he's a racer. He's, he's, he's done this. And everybody's going to have to get a feel. Um, John's done obviously some karting, but Bo hasn't done karting. So that's something he's going to learn. He's going to learn the racecraft here as well. There was a couple of calls that we thought were maybe were a little bit questionable, but they're going to figure that out for sure. Uh, it seemed like it smoothed out a little bit at the end. I, I will give the listen. I will give this. That was a good pass. Grace and Eve's the father. The father. We got to do the father filter right now. Uh, oh, my son's so good. He's uh, awesome. <laughs> best pass on the outside was Braden Eve's. That was a badass pass. It was uh, the cold trickle. Move. It was around the outside of Luca Mars. Right? Am I right? Yeah, Luke around the outside of Luca Mars, that was pretty good. So Grayson, yes, that was a solid pass around the outside, uh, all for not because he ended up getting a pushback bumper, but all the way because Luca went to the inside, all the way around the outside on the cushion of Kokomo. Uh, excellent pass for Braden Eves there for sure. Yeah, there's no cushion in Newcastle. Is there? there is no cushion right there right now. Uh, let me remind us that I got the first hand look at the Ramirez versus Lumpkin thing. Check out the gram. Yeah, check out the gram, folks. All right, listen, we're done. Um, it is a, a 10 30. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Thank you so much, folks. It's going to be a one hour show. Five, four, David Cole, go, Rob Howard. You're going to miss it. Oh, I'm going to go past it. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, look for our, our debrief interview on Tuesday, likely with a couple of the race winners. But thank you so much, guys. We do appreciate it. Book it.